Hello, everybody, and thanks for listening to Friends Till the End, Part 8. This episode uh, is a lot of fun to record, and I think you guys will get a kick out of this. I went the international route and took myself all the way, not only through time travel, but also to the other side of the fucking world, to Melbourne, Australia. And what I came back with was a man by the name of the witch also legally i believe he has to go by damien on facebook but he told me that he prefers the witch so we'll stick with that he is the host of the fantastic show known as the witch versus the doomsday clock which can also be found on the legion podcast network along with us and several other great shows uh he's a very interesting guy coming from melbourne australia melbourne melbourne I always feel weird to, to pronounce words the way that somebody would within that country because I feel like I'm faking the accent and uh, I don't like faking an accent or maybe I do and I'm just ashamed of it. Anyhow, uh, so back to the witch. Uh, yeah, just a, a really cool guy. Uh, he runs this really creative podcast that he describes pretty well for us throughout the show so I won't try and do a bad job of, of describing it myself but I think you guys will enjoy this one. Uh, we talked a lot about how he had gotten into podcasting super early and had watched everything grow into the monster that the podcast world is these days and so it was kind of cool to learn about that from him uh, where he plans on going with this 
uh, current show and, and what he sees himself doing in the future. And then we got into just talking about some 80s action movie nonsense, uh, talking about some of our favorite stars and movies and just whatever makes those movies so special to us. Um, all of that was just a little bit of a precursor for episode of that podcast starring yours truly. Starring. Uh, more like as a guest on the show. I don't know that I'm a fucking star on anybody's show. It's a little presumptuous to say. And he invited me to come on and we are going to be covering an 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that may or may not be a classic. You guys will have to wait and see when that comes out. Uh, so that was kind of just a, a fun thing for us to talk about because we started going down that road when we were talking about what movie to do for his show. Uh, what is going on over here with the Who Will Survive and Friends Till the End and everything? Uh, so now Friends Till the End uh, won't be back probably until early in July. Uh, who Will Survive, we have coming up an interview with uh, Damien Maffei, who played the man in the mask in Strangers Pray at Night. And we have our 13th review episode coming out before the end of June, because it will be in honor of LGBTQT Pride Month. And that is going to be discussing the movies Raw and High Tension. And hopefully our guest for that is going to be Christian Luciani talking about that with myself and Marco. So that's going to be awesome because those movies are fucking, they're fucking crazy. I can't wait to talk about those. Uh, cool. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one. This first music selection, uh, Damien and I also talked off of the podcast a little bit about some music choices and the outro song I picked from a band that suggested called The Living End out of Australia and then the song you will hear now is from a band called Bay Harbor uh, all one word B-A-Y-H-A-R-B-O-U-R and they are also out of Australia and the song is called Xenosine Xenosine Z-E-N-O-S-Y-N-E Xenosine which is a, a fictional noun that means the sense that time appears to be moving faster and faster, especially as one grows older, speeding towards the inevitable conclusion that will arrive unexpectedly soon. So yeah, a little bit depressing of a topic, which I don't feel like we talk too much about that, but just something that uh, people like myself in my late 30s or Damien in his late 50s were always kind of trying to fight that sense of the time just keeps moving faster and we keep getting fucking slower. But we'll keep fighting the good fight, my friends. So I hope you enjoy, and please stay tuned. Subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher. You can be found on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network feed and on the Legion Podcast feed as well, along with many great shows on both of those networks. So thank you to them for also hosting us. And with that, I give you guys Friends Till the End, Part 8, with The Witch. My life fades, the vision dims, all that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos, ruined dreams, wasted land. But most of all, I remember the podcasts. 
the man we called Witch. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time. A time when the doomsday clock ticked ever closer to Armageddon. You can still find The Witch versus the Doomsday Clock podcast by searching for WYCH on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Memories may decline, but movies live forever.
social media, I think, I've, really, I've only got, the only one that's got my personal name on it is actually just the Facebook one, and that's only because they forced me to change it. All my other right. stuff is really just a show, so, and that's got more to do sure, with my sure. job than anything else, you know, they're, right. very, they're paranoid about social media. Do you, uh, do you not want me to refer to you by your name on the podcast? Just call me Witch, like, everyone calls me Witch, and it has done, <laughs> for, has done for, uh, like, probably 30 plus years. So um, I have friends that can't even use my actual name, just can't bring himself to to use it. They're people yeah, right. I've known for you know the most of my life. Sure, sure. Uh, is there a uh, is there like a backstory to the the name? Have you yeah? Have you told I can... the backstory of how you became the witch before? Oh, uh, a long time ago, long time ago. And uh, sadly, it's not that exciting. <laughs> No, <laughs> sadly, it's not that exciting. But yeah, it's a it's a gamer thing more than anything else. That was my gamer tag, and it was just one, oh, of, those, okay. one of those things that just stuck, you know. And, right. um, yeah, I don't know. And I said, I think most of my life, most people have not referred to me by like my actual name. Like the only people that use my name is usually my mother, and very occasionally, mm-hmm. my, very occasionally my wife. Not I'm, even right. at work. Even at work, they don't use my name. Sure, sure. That's yeah, I'm, I'm funny about uh, about. With nicknames, I'm always the guy that calls people by their their proper name all the time. Mm. They're like, "No, just call me whatever." Mm. And I'm like, "I don't know. That's weird. I don't like to." <laughs> also, in in America, we have a lot of terrible ones like Bubba. Like, I refuse to refer to someone as Bubba. Yeah, but but Bubba's not not a nice thing to call somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So look, you can call me whatever you want. I I will answer to pretty much anything. Uh, but like, sure. so it is it is exceedingly unusual for anyone to use my actual name. As long as you, uh, as long as you know that that I'm referring to you as that. If I just start calling you David, and then you're like, "What is the fucking context of this?" Yeah, Why well, are you... so maybe not call me David because that's not actually yeah. my name. Um, <laughs> as long as, unless I had a reason to, if I yeah. if I could explain the context, you would accept that. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, if you want to call me David, <laughs> that that's fine. Like, <laughs> hey, you weird, like just that's fine. I'll answer to that. Too. <laughs> just give me a reason. It's so. well, it's a reason, and I'll answer. <laughs> Excellent. Um, do you, uh, do you, why don't we start with, uh, let's talk about how your, your, your current podcast got started. Uh, did you have, uh, have this idea of doing a solo cast for a while and kind of try some different things and, and work out a, uh, a premise for doing this crazy thing that you do? Well, yes and no. So when I was doing my original podcast, um, which was Bind and Equip, which was a World of Warcraft podcast, and I did it with a couple of friends. Okay. Um, we'd, we'd sort of branched out, and we were actually doing two shows a week, and one was about um, TV and movies and stuff that we were watching. And I really enjoyed doing that, like just sitting down and just sort of talking about it. And then um, it sort of got to the point where we couldn't run both, so we gave up the movies and TV, and we stayed with the World of Warcraft one, and that went on. And then we sort of hit a point where... I think we we're about show three ten, and we'd all just sort of just gone. You know what? I think we're done. You know, it, and the show had become more about us just getting together and just talking shit for like an hour or so, sure, and, sure. Le- and less about probably you know the whole idea about talking about the game and everything else. So I sort of I stepped away from. We all stepped away from podcasting, and then I was doing it. And I'm going. You know what? I really I wanted to talk about movies and all that sort of stuff because I I like sort of you know like everyone else obviously you know on, on Legion particularly you know I love mm-hmm. horror movies I love all that sort of stuff and I thought well um, knowing what it's like to edit and, and put together a show 
and mm-hmm. knowing how massively lazy I was, I uh, <laughs> I knew that I couldn't I couldn't do like an hour and a half or anything else like that, like every single weekend and put it out. And um, obviously, like everyone that doesn't live in Australia seems to believe that this is Mad Max Land, right? That the, right, right. <laughs> the, the whole country is seriously Mad Max Land. And look, and having having lived in the middle of the country, in the very top of the country, there are parts of it that are not real far from Wolf Creek, I can tell you that for free. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the, the movies definitely paint that picture. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I've been through those places quite literally. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and, and yeah, it's not far off it. And I sort of I thought, well, you know what? I could do probably 15, 20 minutes, but I, I needed to have, I suppose I needed to have a reason. I couldn't just go, I'm going to watch this movie. Because I thought, well, everyone does that, right? Everyone talks about whatever's yes. latest and greatest and out and everything else. And I thought, there's got to be, there's got to be a reason for it to be a bit different. And um, I just sort of, the whole idea of, you know, living in the bunker and on a junket, but yeah, I could do that. Um, and, and then right. this sort of story just sort of flowed out from there. Most of it is like very, very, very ad-libbed, very random. Um, I have probably, I'm very strict about how I plan out the shows though. Like, so if, if I have an idea and I have lots, they sort of go on the notepad beside the bed and I'll, I'll then work out justification for how it all fits together. And then go, yes, oh, yeah, I could yeah. have that movie, that movie, that movie, that movie, um, and then sort of pull the story together. And, and look, the shows, um, I like to think it's matured a bit because we're just, just about to hit episode 50. But yeah, it was. I enjoyed, um, I've got to be honest, I, I actually enjoy the editing process. It's fun to put something together and, you know, feel like you're producing something that people enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every podcaster hates doing it, but we're all obsessive about it. Yes. Yeah, you know, we, we want our product to be as good as it can be. So, you know, there's all that sort of stuff. And like I said, it's, it's a bit of a laugh and it's good to... I love getting getting guests on to do it because all of them just go, oh wow, it's like we recorded in like twenty minutes and we're done. I said, yeah, that's it, we're done. And then <laughs> then then you get to talk shit for maybe an hour because they're used to committing like two hours to exactly. to recording on someone else's show. So yeah, that was it. And you know, I really just I put it out to begin with more for um, the people that used to listen to our old show because kept saying, you know, can you guys put out some content? Can you do something? Because they were sort of, they missed us, I suppose, as a group coming together. And I put it out and it was really, from from our old listeners, it was really well received. And then, you know, um, sure, out of the blue, um, I was talking with, with Duncan um, and he, he'd sort of said, yeah, look, you know, he thought it was really great. And then he, he dropped a line to Bo and then Bo reached out and next thing you know, I'm on Legion. Uh, that's great. Uh, I, I want to get into uh, your current podcast a little more, but I want to... Uh just go back a little bit to this you, know, you said you had a world of warcraft podcast with a couple yeah. friends yeah and uh, was that sort of your first foray into podcasting or yeah. where how how long ago did you start that so that started um i think it was probably well it'd be shit we're going back nearly it'd be almost 10 years now um so and we finished up in 2016 um okay so well, I said, we, we did it probably, I think World of Warcraft had been out maybe a year um, when we started recording and we came together. And like the, the, the two people that I record with are actually a couple. Um, and, you know, we we were all Australians, you know, we all play together, we all hang out together. And we were just sort of saying it'd be really good 
to sort of get in and do it. And that was the point where, I mean, like so you're talking sort of, you know, 2007, 2008, when podcasting was like real Wild West stuff. You know, it was all sure. very, very new, very fresh. Um, yeah. No one had it. readily available. Well, really, it was iTunes. Yes. <laughs> you know, there, there was iTunes and not much else. And, you know, no one really, um, you know, it wasn't like every other, you know, radio producer and everybody else was, you know, putting out a show. It was it was just a bunch of amateurs that were, you know, talking crap and putting it out there. And for us, it was like we wanted to, I suppose, put out a show that um, talked about how we played. I mean, you know, for at that point in time, there was no one uh, podcasting in gaming that was from Australia at all. Um, there was no one in the region that was talking about the stuff that, you know, we went through that, you know, playing on the other side of the world, our community or anything else like that. And it was... It was a way, I suppose, to pull together our community, and you know, I said it was it was real Wild West stuff. We had sure cra- we had crap gear. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we we were bad at editing. We you know we did all sorts of stuff. I mean, we even talked to um, uh, a local muso um, known as Jimmy the Human, who you know, has played the Melbourne pub circuit for shit probably thirty plus years, I suppose, um, mm-hmm. and said said, mate, look, we love your music. We've seen you in plenty of pubs. Can we use some of your tracks for the show? And he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, go for it!" You know, it, like we had to explain to him what podcasts were. And he's going, "Yeah, just fucking do it. It's all right." You know, and but Jimmy's a you know global artist, not sort of stuff. And it was just like, "Yeah, just use it. No, don't need to pay for it. It's all good." Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, um, so it was all that sort of stuff. And we got to um, we got to talk to a heap of people, and you know, the the interaction from the local community was fantastic because all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was someone. Um, to a certain degree, talking the same language, you know, and, and talking about something that they loved. And, and look, you know, Australia's a pretty big place, and you know, really, um, for you know, World of Warcraft, it was predominantly an American market. You know, the Asian market, even for us, really wasn't there. And you know, I think there's probably a couple of thousand people that work for Blizzard in the US, and I think. At last count, there were three people that worked in the Asia-Pacific region for, for Blizzard, uh, despite the fact that, you know, they have okay. tens of thousands of subscribers. Um, so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, those the guys from, from Blizzard, you know, who obviously were marketing and lots of stuff, they were reaching out to us. Right. And we, got, we got, you know, we got free stuff. We got games. We got T-shirts. We got giveaways. Oh, um, That's cool. I got to go to, you know, they... I got to go to BlizzCon on a press pass, was like the freaking most awesome thing ever. Um, nice. And it was just stuff like that. And, you know, we were just we were just having a crack. It was really just something mm-hmm. to do. Um, and and we did it. And it just sort of kept... Sorry, can you hang on one sec? Can you sure. Whipping things up is not funny. Stop it. Sorry. She's ripping up bloody mm-hmm. styrofoam. Apologies. Um, yeah, so... You sound like me uh, talking to my kids. <laughs> Now, fortunately, I think one of my kids is playing PlayStation, and I think the other one's watching TV at this point. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that was really what it's all about. And for us, you know, as as probably sort of more mature gamers, just to get together once a week and and talk about what we're doing and our lives and everything else was it was great. And people seemed to enjoy it. Um, you know, they liked the opportunity, I suppose, to to feel like they were sitting in a room having a conversation about something that they love. Nice, nice. Do you still talk to those uh, those other two people? Oh yeah, like I said, I I mean, you know, we're still good friends. Uh, lots of stuff. Nice. I, I went to um, one of their fiftieths just a couple of weeks back actually, and we had some friends actually come over from uh, 
from Scotland of all places who who we who we known through playing the game and they're on their honeymoon and yeah so like I said I'm still very much part of that community despite the fact that we're not recording together anymore. Sure, sure. No, that's cool. I uh, I am the opposite and I didn't start until much much more recently in podcasting so. I, uh, you know, it's just funny because it depends on what you're into and mm. I didn't even, you know, I had heard of like podcasts or whatever and I'm like, I don't even know what that is really and was just doing my own thing until a few years ago I started listening to them and then just got the interest in well, how is this thing done and by the time I got into it, there was already big people doing them mm. and so I just assumed it was all that kind of stuff and then some of my friends through the internet were starting podcasts and being like hey check out this and do you want to come on as a guest sometime and talk about your you know your action figure photography and all that stuff and i'm like i guess so how does this work what do i have to do you know <laughs> yeah it, it, so. it, it's one of those things that it seems kind of daunting until you just go I, so i just need a microphone and, and right, right. record on and i'm done and it's like yeah <laughs> sure um, yeah you could definitely simplify the process yeah. and still make it pretty good out of a simple setup you know mm. And it's really weird because I think everyone sort of thinks it's daunting and then you sort of mm -hmm. you start digging around to, to look about what else is out there and you end up part of different communities that you did potentially didn't even know about because if you're interested, right. there's a really good chance that there's somebody else that's mm -hmm. interested or doing it. And yeah, I mean, you get to meet some of the coolest people I reckon doing this. Sure. Well, and um, especially in whether it's, you know, genre film like you kind of cover or in and specifically horror movies or whatever. Mm. Uh, my uh, my friend had described it as that if you, like say with horror movies, there's horror movie fans and then there's horror movie podcast fans. And he goes, I think the horror movie podcast fans are like the next level of people that are, are uh, sort of junkies because there's the people that just love horror movies and mm. then there's the people that love horror movies so much that they spend all of their time listening to people talk about horror movies when they're not watching horror movies. Mm. And he said, you know, it's like this advanced level of fandom and, and that's why you find such interesting people and people that are obviously willing to interact and converse in positive ways and mm. the podcasters themselves obviously are interested in interacting about this stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool because whatever your geek is, you know, whether it's oh, uh, yeah. I have friends that do like Marvel stuff or mm. like my co-host Marco does a Star Wars one, mm. and you know whatever your thing is, and I'm like that's great. So yeah, yeah, it, you're not alone, and I think that's the biggest part of it. Yeah, it, it opens up such a world, and uh, for some people, you know, that aren't potentially you know real social or anything else, it's a way for them to interact. You know, it's a way for mm. them to to you know, like I said, whatever their geek is, there's someone else that's into it. Um, and, sure, and yeah. you know, talk about that community. It, it's funny you mentioned you know podcast listeners being sort of that next level. I was uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was talking to Duncan um, last weekend because I recorded with him uh, for my mm -hmm. show, and he was saying that uh, you know he listens to to audio books. I said, oh yeah, what do you listen to? He goes, oh, at the moment I'm listening to uh, to uh, nonfiction about horror theory. It's just like, dude, that is like absolutely next level. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's horror theory. And I'm going, wow, yeah, man, yeah. that's full on. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes the extra mile for sure. That's why he knows so much on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I have tried a little bit of audiobook stuff. It's just hard for me to, um, focus as much. So that's why I like podcasting. You can kind of listen and, and just, 
you don't have to be super, super, super paying attention. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like being in the room with, with a, someone else having a conversation. You can mm-hmm. pay as much attention as you want. I mean, I usually only listen to audiobooks when I want to go to sleep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would work for me. Or just trying to read a regular book would probably also put me to sleep. Uh, see, if I get a regular but, book, I have to uh, find my glasses. And that requires effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was never a big reader growing up, so I have a. I applaud people that can do it. I just can't do it. So mm. that's not my thing. That's so uh, how 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 would you describe the premise of your show or the sort of the, the theory? I, I like to hear because you're one of the few people I know that has sort of this uh, sort of fictional uh, creation to go along with your show where it's not just like you said, uh, one, two, three, four people get together and hey, we watched these movies because they're whatever, and now we're going to talk about them. Mm. So how, how would you describe the, the concept of your show, I guess the, you could say? The premise. So the, I suppose the easiest way to think about the premise um, is mm-hmm. it's sort of halfway between Mad Max and MST3K. Right. Right. I mean, and... I like it. Yeah. And because we never got MST3K here, ever. Okay. Um, so I had no knowledge of it. Um, uh, and until sort of probably the last few years, I suppose. But it, mm-hmm. the, the premise is that yeah, look, um, the end of the world's come. Uh, the whole the whole world is just a giant junk heap. People are scrounging and surviving, and much like everybody else, I'm in a bunker and I'm just trying to find a way to amuse myself. So that means finding mm-hmm. movies and and recording it and sending them out into the ether, screaming into the space to try and uh, try and connect with the rest of the world. And somehow they right. those those transmissions make it to our, our our time and reality. So you're in a dystopian future. Yes, yes. Looking back at our our present is your past, basically. Well, it's one of the possible pasts because we we have had sure, issues sure. with multiple timelines uh, in my show. So if you've That's it, true. <laughs> it, it um, now the the artwork for my show is done by an awesome dude. Um, named Dan who did did it on commission and he did an awesome job but it's based mm-hmm. on the um, the alternate ending to Army of Darkness where where Ash has slept too long and he's, he wakes up in all the junk and, and okay. everything that's that's pretty much what what the reality for the show looks like okay I like it yeah that makes sense yeah so that, uh, that that's really about it what um, what year is it supposed to be on the so, dystopian future <laughs> Currently, it is 2060, which is, of course, 42 years in the future. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. The, I probably won't live 42 more years anyway, so. Well, I figure most of us won't, so it makes it okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This place sucks. Oh, wait, I'm dead anyways. Yeah, that, that's right. This sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the uh, the idea. And then you have your, uh, your AI co-host slash companion. Yes. Is uh, that... Um, how do you? How is uh, Babs created? Besides, so, obviously, with a lot of wires and <laughs> mechanical parts. So, um, if if you go with with the with the official canon of the show, because apparently we mm-hmm. have we have official canon, um, Babs was originally born as part of uh, a lab experiment by Court from Cinema Psyops. Okay. And he used it to to uh, to secure Matt in the bunker and keep him alive and mm. then it, it gained sentience um further into the future and became the biological automated what is it 
Bunker Automated Biological Support System. Babs. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yes, so that's what it was. And that <laughs> Some of the weirdest stuff on my show has is, is come through a conversation like with Court or somebody else. They just said, I don't know. I've gone, oh, yeah, that sounds really awesome. And they'll just sort of pull it in. And I said, some of the... I've done quite a few shows um, with Court on, on my on my show. And, yeah, we've done some really mm-hmm. stupid shit. It's been really cool. Yeah. <laughs> he, and he loves doing all the audio stuff, putting together, you know, random clips and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that that that's... Had, because I felt that um, just me talking didn't really sort of mm-hmm. give it give it enough. And uh, more often than not, you know, I feel like no one wants to just listen to me talk shit. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there needs to be some, some kind of balance. And... Uh, um, you know, just having, I suppose, yeah, having my automated co-host just helps break it up a little bit. Um, and it means, means that I can play off and do stupid stuff. Uh, and, you know. Yeah, you can write little bits of dialogue to kind of go along with the character mm. and, and kind of lean into what her personality or lack of personality would be. Yes. Uh, uh, well, you know, there was the whole storyline when she got infected by Baz's semen, which was kind of <laughs> weird, but, you know. <laughs> Poor Babs. <laughs> Nobody should have to suffer that fate. No, no, no one should get infected by Baz Spoon. There is no two ways about it. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, how how do you actually do the voice? Is it just a is that actually you talking, or is it some a thing where you type in words and it just speaks them in a robot yeah, voice? It's just it's just a, a text to speech converter that I found that just had just the right. It was a and it was a voice pack that you could download. Um, mm-hmm. I downloaded oh, it great. and just went that was yeah that was easily it and yeah that and obviously um just recently i got um i used fiverr to to get someone to do some recording for me in a very nice female british accent that i use as well for some of the outro stuff um nice some of the the long-term recording but yeah it's literally just text-to-speech app and i think it's like the might be like microsoft something or other i don't know i downloaded it off the net i just went text-to-speech and i went here it is yeah that's awesome yeah no, I, I like the idea. I actually, um, I, I have this momentary uh, bits of, of inspiration from people that, so from hearing you do that sort of a thing, I was like, oh, what if I made something like that to make a promo and not necessarily use it in the show? Cause I'm not sure how contextually I would fit that into the show, but mm. to use it to do like promos as like a back and forth thing or something. Oh yeah. And, uh, then I realized it was way more work than I wanted to actually put into it. So <laughs> then, th- then I had the idea to make this unnecessarily long skit that turned into our promo that I have to redo because it's just a little bit too long. But I I couldn't cut it down any more than I, I you know mm. it's one of those I, I I had this this great idea of a skit that I wanted to do for the promo and I'm like God damn it I cannot cut any more time out of this than I already have so mm. uh, I just gotta make are, a new skit up. Yeah, promos are really funny. You know, you, you can you can do a promo and it's it's like a minute, two minutes, and it sounds fantastic. And you'll get some mm-hmm. people to go, Nah, dude, it's got to be like thirty seconds. And you go, yeah. How much can I get out in thirty seconds? You know, right, it's right. just. And then, yeah, that's a tricky thing because you want to give, you want to at least give like a bit of a feel of what the show is, not just like, hey, I'm a guy that has a show, and this is another guy that's on the show with me, and this is a girl that's possibly on the show. Mm, yeah, like, and, and and here's what it's called: just download it for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's tough. It's weird because you want to give some context, right? Yeah, well, you want to, you know, it's got to have a hook. It's you know, you've got to give mm-hmm. people a reason to listen. I mean, that's part of the reason exactly. why I, I changed up my promo 
um, mm -hmm. this year and got that um, Morgan Freeman sounding voice, which in hindsight, maybe not the best choice. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, right. The yeah. jury's out on that one. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. Time will tell on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, promos are really, really hard. And I, I'm yet it could to... have been worse. You could have went with a Bill Cosby voice. Well, yeah, Bill Cosby or any, any or Roseanne. They said that would have been the ultimate one. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, we won't go into into that sort of stuff, right? Now. <laughs> no, um, no. <laughs> so yeah, right, right now I'm sort of sitting here thinking, yeah, I wonder what I could change it to. <laughs> wonder who else I could find that, that will do a do a, a celebrity voice really cheap. Because mm -hmm. I think that one cost me about ten dollars. Yeah, I. Uh... I do think promos actually kind of work because I want to say that's sort of how I found my way into the Legion Circle was because of somebody else playing as the Cinema Psyops promo, mm. and and obviously their promo has a bit of a kind of a funny banter thing with Matt and Court and some of the some of the dirty things that they say, and I was like, wow, this sounds funny. I want to listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, and that so look, it does kind of work. Oh, it absolutely works. I mean, it's just I mean, I know. I think I found most of the shows after randomly, um, I think I, I downloaded an episode of, oh, it was Podcast Under the Stairs, and it was Baz talking about Necromantic, which is going back probably a way now. And mm -hmm. like, so Duncan played like three promos, and I think one of them was Cinema Sides. So it's like, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. I'll listen to that. Mm -hmm. And then just, that's a weird, Legion are really good about like, you know, sharing each other's content. That's one of the things I really like about it. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely a good infrastructure there, and I'm. I feel like I'm lucky to have found my way into it so early in doing podcasting. But I think that um, I just had the right amount of enthusiasm to uh, to win my place. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if you can it make was, make it, it past tough. episode uh, episode eleven, I think is the danger one. If you can make it past episode eleven, then you're good. Sure. Well, that's complicated on my show because I I have like. I guess three different timelines going on mm. as well. So uh, the, I have the numbered episodes and then I have these episodes and then I have my quote unquote bonus episodes mm. that I call them. Cause I just started calling interview episodes, bonus episodes. So now it's just sort of my, my stupid joke where every interview I do is called a bonus a episode. Bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you, I, you've I, now got three. I have way more than, yeah, I have way more than 11 episodes, but I'm just about to put out the 12th numbered episode. So, so there you go. You're locked in. You're as, as good as doing it forever now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's but no, it's it's cool because also just the everyone's kind of all over the place as far as uh, the U.S., Canada, Australia, Scotland, uh, you know, Britain. There's people from everywhere that kind mm. of are all sort of working. We got to get some some Asian and Russian podcasts in the network. I don't sure. know if those are a thing. Uh, they've got to be a thing. Are they are they allowed to have podcasts in Russia? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> See, you're asking me stuff like, I just have no idea. I've never gone yeah, out right. of my way to, to, to find it. I mean, there, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is a, a, a Russian iTunes store. So there seems sure, to be an right. iTunes store for everything else. They only sell oppressive apps, though. Mm, mm. Yes, how, how, to, how to spy on your neighbors and that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is actually interesting. I'm going to look up after this now if, if some Russian podcasts. See, it depends if it's in Russian or not. I've got to be honest. Yeah. My, my Russians is it's not so good. That's true. It does help that our countries basically speak the same language. So yeah, at varying levels. That sure. does 
It closes closes the gap a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. I can say I don't listen to any French podcasts because I don't speak the language. So there's no no podcasting subtitles like in movies. <laughs> yes, see, you you need a YouTube version. Yeah, that's true. I know some people do the YouTube version. That's kind of a cool thing. Mm. It's definitely more than I'm willing to commit to anything. Yeah. So well, it's, I re- prefer recording in my in my boxer shorts and my pink tank top like I'm wearing right now. That's exactly it. So you don't need you don't <laughs> need pants for podcasting. And look, no, no. <laughs> and I know for a fact no one wants to look at me. Let's be honest. <laughs> right? Yeah, just watch you talk. It seems weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I know Ricky Morgan is just putting out um, House of Wax like this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was lucky to be privy to some of the the early video stuff. And it's he's done a fantastic yeah, yeah. job. But I mean. But Ricky's energy level is amazing. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Uh, so, how uh, how old are you, actually? Very. I don't know if we... Are you? <laughs> so, um... But you kind of have, like, the uh, the Chewbacca thing going if you live for 40-something more years into the future, too, right? So. See, that's exactly it. So, uh, I am... Uh, I'll be 49 this year. Okay. So, so I, I like to think that I'm, like... Like fucking old, just not old. Yeah. Fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, look, that means that. And I, I had this conversation oh, when I was on Cinema Psyops, and we were talking about Transformers. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and sure. when that movie came out, and you know, I, I was in my late teens when that came out, and they were both going, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, I was just a little kid." And I'm going, "Oh man, you're killing me. You're killing me." <laughs> sure. Yeah, I am. I guess exactly ten years younger than you, because I'm just about to turn thirty-nine. but it's I don't know it's one of those things that I don't I don't even worry about anymore it's fucking I think our generation and when I say our generation you know Gen X forward we're not as old we're not as old as the baby boomers were at our age Mm -hmm. I I remember my parents at 40 and they were they were old they looked old and they acted old yeah they just gave up (laughs) they just went oh you know I've been at work for 300 years I'm just gonna stop now and you know, and it's just like, nah, I mean, you know, I, I, and the fact is, we're all going to have to work until we're probably like 75. Uh, right. Just so we can afford to live. Exactly. So, yeah, but yeah, it's it's one of those things. And, you know, I've got a couple of teenage kids now and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you, you're as old as, as you feel, I reckon. And I mean, I've got mates that I sure. used to work with who um, have worked, you know, the same jobs, like their entire, right, right. entire career. And they're old. They, they're just, you know, middle class, white bread, collar and tie. You know, it, it's uh-huh. practically like 1950s type stuff, you know. Right, you, right. you put on your suit every day and you go and practically come home and put on a sweater and wear uh, have a pipe. Um, right. And not the it's, good It's funny how that kind. seems to never die. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's always a section that does that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've it's funny because I've, I've changed industries like, in my job quite a few times. Uh, Okay. Uh, and for various reasons, only because of, you know the opportunity was there, and you know you sometimes you got to take chances. But you know, I, I know some of them look at me and go, "Oh, you know, I could never take that risk." And you know, mm-hmm. I, I think you've got to do that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I, two, where are three, four, five years ago now, um, I picked up the entire family and we moved completely to the other end of the country. Uh, oh, nice for a job, which was awesome. It would, you know, it was really good and. It was somewhere we'd never been and everything else. And then six months later, they made us all redundant. 
mm-hmm. and you know we pretty much packed everything up and literally drove from one end of the country to the other and like got back to to melbourne where we're from you know like no home no job no nothing and you know pretty much started all over again and i, I know all my friends going oh, i don't know how you could do it it's just like dude you do what you gotta do you know sure and if you oh yeah, yeah. if you're stressed about that shit it'll kill you uh-huh yeah i am kind of in that boat of where i'm just waiting until my kids are grown up and then trying to make some kind of a change because i've been pretty vocal about how much i hate my job too so mm. <laughs> i've been stuck kind of doing the same thing for pretty much my whole life so i'm ready for that that change and my kids are in their teens well the ones just turned 12 and then mm. the other one is 16 so okay so i'm you know i'm on the back nine as they say <laughs> in, uh, in golf terms right yeah you, you and, still got to uh, probably another probably eight years with with the teen trauma but i mean at least they're you know they're self-sufficient to a mm-hmm. fairly high degree at that age yeah yeah so i'm hoping in the future i can kind of do the whole drop everything and start over some maybe somewhere else maybe not i don't know we'll see yeah, so. yeah i mean it's one of those things i think the opportunity comes up you've got to weigh it up you can't just go oh mm-hmm. no you know and sure, I, I was lucky enough that the opportunities came up for me to do those things and right you know it's I don't know. You, like I said, you make the best of it and you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So, did you, you pretty much grew up in the Melbourne area? or? Did yeah, you yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a, a Melbourne boy, born and bred. Somewhere else? No, I okay. lived here and like literally lived within probably half an hour of where I live now. Um, sure, sure. Like my entire life. Um, yeah. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm. And it's. It's, yeah. It's not all. Uh, uh, dingoes and boomerangs and people knocking down doors with their foreheads. No, no, it's, it's not all Mad Max. Um, sad, <laughs> sadly, there are days when I wish they were. So, I mean, it's, Australians, predomin- <laughs> Australians predominantly right. live live on the coast uh, around it. But I mean, I live probably in the in the bottom east of the country, and um, and my lovely wife okay. um, is actually from she's from Tasmania, which is a little island off the bottom of that, um, and. Okay. Yes, that you know, it's it's the same as any big city. You know, it, it, it is what it is, and right. I think um, Melbourne has, I think, one of the largest urban sprawls in the world um, for some unknown reason, and I can't remember there was facts I read, but we we went from so I think Melbourne has something like about you know, ten million people in it, um, okay. by and large, and then when we when we went to live in Darwin, um, which is at the very top of the country. There's a hundred and ten thousand people in Darwin. Okay, and they're too, a little bit of a difference. Yeah, a little. That's that's going from like, but Darwin's like the, the capital of, of the Northern Territory, which is the, the bit at the very top in the middle. Um, so it was mm-hmm. yeah, huge, huge change. Um, you know, we went from Melbourne, which is you know obviously predominantly cold, you know, not and mm-hmm. it's it's not snow type cold, but it's cold for Australians. Um, to Darwin, mm-hmm. Darwin, where it's it's basically between about ninety and one hundred and ten every day for you guys in terms of Fahrenheit. Um, sure, which is great. I loved living up there. It was like living in a big country town, and there were you know rodeos, and I, I could go pig hunting with my bow and all that sort of stuff. Nice. That, that was really really cool. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, so you know, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne's no different to to any of the other capital cities to a large degree. Um, you know, there's yeah, regional yeah. stuff. It, it's not like the US where, you, you know, you could drive for five or six days and, and go through, you know, every, you know, 
only half the country. I mean, how long would it take you to drive from one end of the country to the other? Uh, I'm not really. I'm not good with that kind of thing. Maybe a week. Yeah, so it, I'm not it, sure. It's a long time. I think it's like I think it's like three thousand miles, with whatever that equates to, and yeah, it's kilometers. A, I'm not sure, but it's a lot. Okay, <laughs> it's a lot. But the thing is, you'll go through. You know, like you'll actually have different um, accents and everything else. You oh go- yeah, well that's our country is like it's not even really a country. It's like a bunch of small countries. We're more like our own. Uh, you know, if you took like Europe and all the mm. little countries and everything is different, that's kind of like the way the U.S. is. There's so many differences from area to area that it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, there's regional elements in Australia, and I mean, like I said, when we drove from Darwin to Melbourne, that was five days um, on the road, and you know, there are mm-hmm. you'll hear accents, on it, but it's not to the same level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ed, I would I was actually watching I was watching War Creek with my lovely wife. Um, last weekend because mm-hmm. she'd never seen it and you know you hear you hear Mick talk and like Mick talks like a territory person um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a heavy twang in there and everything else and uh, it's always yeah. funny because the rest of the world think that's how we all talk mm-hmm. <laughs> we all say g'day mate sure, sure. how are ya chuck another dingo oh, on the barbie and um, yeah <laughs> sadly we don't um, it's, yeah. it's kind of like your version of the southern accent yeah kind of yeah kind of um, having said <laughs> that we we there are times where you slip into it, usually when you're swearing, because um, we all swear the same, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't un- I don't understand how that works, but apparently at, at all Australians sound basically the same when we start to swear, which is <laughs> it's, a, it's a universal language. It, well, just swearing is, you know, is universal language. But, I mean, <laughs> I suppose one of the cool things was is when, when we came through, so we went through... Um, all the places where, um, like, Wolf Creek was shot, all the Mad Max movies were shot, obviously, except for mm-hmm. Fury Road, which we shot overseas. But all the mm-hmm. places where the original Mad Max was shot, um, I've driven, like, on my motorbike and everything else. So it, oh, nice. all that stuff is, you know, probably half an hour away. So that that's all really cool. Like, and to be able to see where all like, that stuff happened. He's kind of awesome. Yeah, uh, I haven't uh, I haven't been to too many places where something like that has happened, but I do find that stuff interesting. There's just nothing that's super close to where I am. Mm. And then, oh, we did go when we went out of town. We went to the motel where Stephen King got the idea to write The Shining, but it's not where they actually filmed the movie. Oh, cool! And then they later shot the mini series there, which I never saw the mini series because I heard it was. It was not good. Yeah, it was a bit cheap. So, <laughs> but we went there just because we were in Colorado and there was all these cool trails in this little town where the where the hotel was that that came from. Okay. But that's about the closest I came to something like that. So I, th- I mean, I guess Ni- Niagara Falls. Those were the yeah. scenes from Superman, right? So. Well, how many things have been shot at Niagara Falls? It's any number. Of right. I think my favorite was going through um, Cooper Pedy, which is where they shot most of Mad Max Three uh, okay. with all the slag heaps because that's a it's a mining town and nice. but all the houses are actually underground. Mm-hmm. So the, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, so when you drive through, all you see is just slag heaps everywhere. Um, right. And then you sort of when you get closer, you can actually see that there. Are, you know, trailed down into um, and doorways just cut into the rock, right? So it's like, right. really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's definitely cool. Hmm. I uh, I don't know if I would want to be a miner. That's kind of a crazy thing, but yeah, a little scary. Yeah, a little scary. That the whole thought. I mean, I've 
I've been like caving, you know, and gone through, you know, underwater rivers and all that sort of stuff. And that's that's kind of cool. But the thought mm-hmm. of like being down a deep, deep, deep hole all day, mm-hmm. every day, with the thought of possibly it might fall in on me. Yeah, not so mm-hmm. much. Not so much. No, that's not uh, not a pleasant feeling. No, no. I, <laughs> I think you have to be a particular breed to to you know make your living out of that. And, you know, sure. Anyone that can, more power to them, I say. Yeah, yeah. So what's the uh, the future of the Witch versus the Doomsday Clock? I know you have kind of a countdown clock going. How how long is it supposed to go for? Well, that, <laughs> that's the million-dollar question. And <laughs> um, so we've just, uh, I think, last episode, which is episode 49, that I did with uh, Richard Glenn Schmidt, that was... 12 hours so I've, I've chewed through 12 of the 24 hours in the doomsday clock um okay i'm not a, a, a hunt i've got to be honest not 100 percent sure what i'm gonna do um because mm-hmm. i originally started counting up when i started the show and then went okay that's too hard because there was math involved so i just went you know i, I can <laughs> i can i can count backwards um and started counting backwards from very very early on look I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I mean, I might get to um, zero hour and and just stop there and start something new. Uh, sure. I'm hoping that's at least a good sort of 12 plus months away. So I've, yeah, I've yeah. Got, got time up my sleeve to, to work it out. Um, you know, while the format still works and I'm enjoying doing it, I'll keep on doing it. And I'm sure through through the logic of, of time travel and, and interdimensional portals I can find a reason to uh, to continue on despite the ever ever closer destruction or redestruction oh absolutely there's there's always a way to uh, yes defy things in a cinematic fashion right yes well I mean look there was an episode I think that had um, Danny Bennett from the Harming Power and he, he mentioned okay. that he'd come from a possible future that there was a utopia. So look, there's an opportunity there. That's the joy of time oh, travel. Good. Yeah, it's it can always you know you, you uh, it's like the way the Family Guy episodes where they go back and then keep trying to fix things, but then they keep fucking it up and then have to keep going back and yep. trying to fix it again and they make it worse every time. Yeah, so, so. it's like time crimes or triangle <laughs> or any number of any other time yeah. travel or um, there was I'm sure the movie is called I want to say it was called Parallels. Where they were in a building and it kept shifting to through different different dimensions and different timelines, but it was always the same building. That was kind of okay. Cool. I think it was called Parallel. Yeah. it was alright. I think for me. Yeah, I always get confused by time travel movies. I love time travel movies. <laughs> so there's something about it where I feel like I I need to watch it like three or four times, and then I'm like, okay, now I got it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the fun of it, right? Is well, trying to dissect it. Trying to pull it. There's one with. Um, Ethan Hawke. I'm trying to think what it's called. Um, that the that and that's a time that's a time loop, and he ends uh-huh. up he ends up becoming his own daughter that has a gender reassignment, and there's a dead and he's there to kill himself, and it's just oh, it's I'm sure it's Ethan Hawke that's in it, um, <laughs> and it was actually a good movie. I remember it was a good movie. Um, okay. I'm going to have to IMDB it now just so I can say that yes, I'm not talking complete shit. Um, yeah, no problem. Which is sadly not unusual for me to be talking complete shit because um, <laughs> I think you hit, a, you hit a critical point where you watch so many movies that you can't really, but they all tend to blur into one. I agree. Um, it definitely becomes that way for me. 
and you sort of go. And I, I, I don't have that? a, I don't have a rich film history of, uh, of things that I've seen in the past growing up, and it's all like more current for me. So yeah, see, I'm, I mean, I grew up literally, you know, watching the TV and, and movies, and we had a drive-in that was five minutes from the house. Um, right. So you know, we would quite regularly go to the drive-in, and you know, there was a cinema within mm-hmm. walking distance. So you know, we. For us to go to the cinema was not unusual, um, right. you know, and it was. I can't remember who I was talking to, but it was, it was the staple of the the Saturday afternoon, you know, movie on TV. That was yeah. that was always there, and you know, a lot of the stuff that I I gravitate to is that sort of stuff. And I'm trying right. To predestination. Okay. So I'll predestination. One yeah, predestination with Ethan Hawke. Um, I think I did watch it like three times to make sure that I got all the pieces right. Because um, <laughs> it, it is like freaky as all get out. But a good movie. Sure. So how do you pick all the movies for your show? Because I know you don't just cover one thing specifically. You bounce around quite a bit. Um, is there like a per- particular thing you look for? I know we had kind of talked about... Uh, putting together an episode to have me come on and, and mm. I know you kind of laid out some things that you like to kind of look for in a movie so so I think it's as long as you can have have a bit of fun um, mm-hmm. and you know you can have a bit of a laugh like I've, don't get me wrong I, I like things you know, I like super scary horror and I you know I like I like a little bit of drama but for the show um, if, if I can't sort of I suppose at least make one gag out of it then I, I won't do it I think and there was one movie that I did, or that I watched for the show, which was Daughters of Darkness. Um, and I okay. I hadn't seen it, but it sort of looked kind of cool, and I, I watched it and went, you know what, I'm thoroughly miserable. <laughs> this movie just, just made me, like, depressed. I, I just can't do mm-hmm. it. I can't record it. Um, a lot of it just stems from, you know, I'll, I'll, watch a, I'll watch a movie, and then I'll get an idea, or... I'll read an article and I'll go, oh, what about that? Or I'll go down, you know, I'll go down a rabbit hole about, you know, a certain uh, certain director or something else like that. And it's really about saying, well, is there an opportunity to link them all together? Um, right. You know, and, you know, sometimes if I'm going to have a guest, I'll say, well, look, what is it? What's the sort of stuff that you like to watch and talk about? And if they mm-hmm. go, you look, yeah, look, I'm not really into horror, but I really like action movies or, you know, I'd love to talk about this. Nine out of ten times, I can find an obscure reason to do it. And that's one of the good things about my show, not being tied to any one thing. Um, Mm -hmm. The rules are pretty open. I said, for me, I said, if I can watch it and have a bit of fun, then there's a good chance that I can probably put it on the show. Yeah. No, I I do like that idea of having all different stuff like that. Uh, sometimes, Sometimes half of the fun to me of having a show that's called The Horror Podcast is trying to color outside of the lines a little bit mm. and be like, I can do it because it's my show and I'm bad <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> that's right. I don't care what you think. <laughs> I said it was yeah. I said it was horror. I said, shut up. Yeah. And yeah. Or I'll just say it's not horror, but I don't care. It's just awesome. So deal with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the, probably <laughs> the, the more recent shows that I've done have all been like 60s and 70s European stuff. Um, and I just really felt like just watching a heap of those movies. I just went, you know what? This is what I want to watch. I, I want to watch these and I'll just go, all right, I'll have that one, that one, that one, and that one, and I'll do those for the show. And that was it. And, sure, sure. You know, I was talking to, to Richard when, it, you know, and I said, because he, like, Richard is uh, a massive expert. He's a freaking genius on 
uh, on Jallo and stuff. And he said, no, you should, yes. you should you should watch this and this and this and this. And I said, well, dude, I've got all your recommendations. That's about 20 movies. You're going to make me poor. Um, <laughs> how about you come on the show and at least talk about one of them just to, just to make me feel better? And he's like, yeah, cool. So, right. you know, that was, that was kind of cool. That was good. But, you know, sometimes it's just, yeah, someone sort of says to me, oh, you know, have you seen this or blah, blah, blah. And then I'll, yeah, I'll go down a weird rabbit hole. Sure. Now, uh, I know for for when I come on, we're actually kind of breaking up your chain because you were saying that you were doing some like more vampire-themed movies. Uh, yes. And then I had said that I didn't know much about vampire movies, and so you said, well, what do you want to watch instead? Yeah. And so then uh, we started talking about our old pal Arnie, the governor. <laughs> love love <laughs> and, me a bit uh, of Arnie. Yeah, so we picked out something from that, which I don't. We don't have to necessarily reveal what the movie is yet until we have it completely done. But I thought that would be kind of a fun thing to talk about yeah. some of the some of the movies that maybe not only you pick, but just stuff that uh, sometimes it's fun to talk about the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily get to do on your show, or that mm-hmm. is maybe you know something a little too serious that wouldn't be as much fun to make fun of, or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Uh, <laughs> You know, the, you talk about stuff with Arnold, and look, there's a heap. What I try to do is, you know, you've got, you know, 80s, 90s onwards action films that are just, you know, there's piles of them. You know, there's literally right. thousands of them. And some of them are really awesome, and some of them are massively shit. Um, right. But <laughs> yeah. the other thing is, too, there, there's probably there's a, a large set where, you know, every podcast and their brothers talked about it. You know what? You know, everyone's talked about um, Running Man and, you know, the Conan the Destroyer and Conan the Barbarian and any Terminator, number of term, yeah. yeah, all that, yeah. you know, plenty of, you got that opinion from people that are far more educated and far more serious than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do try to find stuff that's potentially fallen out of, out of memory a little bit, um, mm-hmm. just because sometimes it's fun to revisit that or, and absolutely. by the other token is that sometimes if someone says, well, what about this? And I go, oh, I've never seen it. That's a huge opportunity right. for me to just jump in and have a look. You know, I've, I've probably changed my my viewing habits so much since um, moving into this podcast, just from exposure to you know, <laughs> just the weird stuff that other people will watch. Yeah, I hear you. I, uh, I, I just I thought it was fun that when we uh, started talking about looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, and so we we're kind of looking through some of them, and you're like, yeah, it's some of them are some of the best movies possibly made at least in the action oh yeah type of genre and then some of them you're like what the fuck i don't even remember this movie or i've never even heard of this one or mm. you get so there was a lot of kind of crapshoots taken based on the the success of other things at that time well i mean I, I think at that point in time people were just throwing money at him they just you know they, yeah oh yeah, yeah. i was watching I was watching um, the Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard of it, but haven't gotten to watch it. It's it's kind of cool. Um, I was watching it literally today, and I was watching the last episode, which is about Hello Kitty, um, of, okay. all, of all things. But part of it, they were talking about you know what was going on in Japan at the time, and they showed a commercial for Arnold selling, I don't know, some sort of Japanese soft drink. <laughs> You know, and he's just, oh, drink it now. And That's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think there was just a point that people just threw money at him. And, you know, during the 80s, I mean, we had, 
there was a plethora of action heroes. You know, there mm -hmm. were so many choices. I mean, having said yeah. that, there was, yeah, there was, there was and a lot of good ones too. Oh hell yeah! You know, there's still a heap of choices now, but it's it's different. You know, it doesn't. It is. It, if it if they're not going to make the money back, they just don't do it now. Whereas I think yeah. there, there was a point sort of in you know the eighties and the nineties where they just said, well, it'll sell on his name alone. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah. him, Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, Stallone, you know, right. any number of others that you could probably throw in there, um, you know, that mm -hmm. if their name was on it, it was guaranteed to, to sell. Yeah, I even had like uh, Chuck Norris and Steven oh. Seagal was, came in a little bit later. Steven Seagal. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're still throwing money at, at him to make movies. They're like, one of these is going to hit one of these things. He <laughs> makes like seven movies a year, this fucking guy. Yeah, I, I, and that's what I mean. Uh, when was the last time you actually saw one of them? Like, actually, like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I listen to this one podcast where they make fun of him a lot and they will play his trailer sometimes they're like oh there's a new steven seagal movie it's been like three months since the last one and they, <laughs> they all just they just sound like the same cookie cutter bullshit every time you know mm. i mean it, it some of it's a bit like you know the jackie chan movies i mean god that guy's made like hundreds of movies oh yeah yeah you know, it's just insane i know yeah it's funny how many that they would just pump out and it it doesn't seem like something that would be incredibly cheap to do, but I don't know. Somehow they seem to make an awful fucking lot of them. So someone's got the money. So you know, with, yeah. who knows? Maybe they're weird drug cartels. I don't know. Not making any allegations <laughs> there. You never know. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a good way to launder the money. That's exactly. Why not just through, through Hong Kong? Give it to Jackie Chan. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, he does his own stunts, man. Come on. That's right. He does his own stunts and then shows you at the end of the movie where he breaks his leg or gets his ass set on mm -hmm. fire. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was great. That was in Legend of the Drunken Monster. He, he was actually on time. Um, oh, yeah. I did that with Bo. Bo Ransom from the Losing Podcast. Oh, right, right. Yes. Actually, on a complete side note, I've been listening to his new series, uh, Pick Six Movies. Yes. That yeah, is, me too. That is some top-level funny shit. It's just really, <laughs> really good. Really enjoyed it. And let's listen to that. I'm going, oh, man, I could do Burt Reynolds movies, you know? <laughs> just trying uh -huh. to, in the back of my mind, I'm trying to find a reason to, 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 to watch one of them and, and, and do it. Just for, yeah. Other, just because I know that listening to, to, to Bo talk about it has been so fun. Mm hmm Oh yeah, the, those have been good. I've been listening as well. I definitely recommend that one. Mm. Uh, but it's funny because I, uh, I always like to to break the fourth wall and reference what time it is because then people know that it didn't come out when this was recorded. <laughs> 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 but they know that my references mean something. Uh, so it's uh, June second, Saturday here. I just went to see the solo movie last night. Oh, and we. Before that, there's like another end of the world with the rock saving everybody. And I'm like, God, how many fucking times are we going to have a disaster where the rock saves everybody from it? It's like four or five times a year now, it feels like. And I agree. It just seems like there's not these other people that are also getting the movies. And hmm. like, he does a great job. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it's just, I don't know. You have like, like character fatigue. You just want to see a different guy doing the same shit at some point. Because the rock plays the rock. Right. He, nothing against the guy. He is awesome, but oh, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just the rock playing the rock. I mean, and you know, there was a stage where you know you had Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel doesn't make movies mm -hmm. anymore. Point to me in another brand name action hero. Yeah, I mean Jason Statham. I guess is probably the closest. Yeah, but even and Statham's even recently, he's kind of yeah he's stepped yeah, out. Yeah, he's kind of getting old now. So yeah, 
Heaven forbid he should get old. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they just keep bringing back the old guys, and they're like, I, I mean, isn't the there's some talk about Arnold being in another fucking Terminator movie or something now? And um, I know he's in what's it called? Uh, it's like Kill Gunther or something. That's due out this year, and that's I got know, like the poor guys fucking on yeah. his deathbed. It feels like. Well, <laughs> Stallone's in another movie, and it's just like, really, dude, come on, come on, just, just, just give it. You know, you know, I know they've got to eat, but you know, I just surely there's somebody else. There's got to be other actors, you know, except Mark Wahlberg. He shouldn't make any movies. Um, yeah, he should stop trying to sell him as an action hero. Yeah, because because he's not. We're not I mean, buying it. I mean, look, WWE is, is full of blokes with muscles. Surely, you know, some more of them could could make movies. Maybe I don't know. There's got to yeah. be others. Well, I think you you have the the comic book uh, hero thing kind of cuts into it too. Like I think a lot of those guys have the potential to be that person if it wasn't for the fact that they were being comic book heroes. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of that as well. Where that, obviously in the '80s there wasn't any comic book movies that were worth the shit that anyone was making really. So uh, other than Batman, we didn't have those same kind of things. Well, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. late '80s, right? We had yeah. the the Michael Keaton ones. Yeah. The Superman. Yeah. So that Superman wasn't really a big muscly guy back then. No, he wasn't. So here's a question for you, and this is important. Okay. There's a lot hinging on this. Who mm-hmm. was the best Batman? Uh it's it's funny coming from me because I'm not really a Batman fan at all. But mm. I have seen at least some of everybody except I haven't seen anything with like a, what was it, Ben Affleck played him in the last couple of things. Hmm. So I I've stopped watching the DC movies, so I haven't seen any of those. You're not alone, Nick. Uh, best Batman. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I like the Christian Bale movies, but I don't think he's the best Batman. Okay. I kind of like. I guess I'd have to say probably the Michael Keaton one, but I kind of like the comic aspect of the Adam West one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I could go with that. I mean, look, Keaton is the original film Batman. He's the right film Batman. Um, right. Adam West will always be, he'll be cartoon Batman for, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. But I think for the, for the serious element, Bale is probably the best Batman. For, and that's just a personal opinion. There's a, there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of people that get quite heated about it. And then all you've got to do is go um, Robin Nipples. Robin Nipples, back credit card. There you go. That's, yeah. That's the end. And, and you have to go, you remember when Valkyrie mm-hmm. was Batman? Yeah, not so much. Right, so I just <laughs> just a question I wanted to ask, and, and I know it's not for everybody, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm not like a huge fan of Batman. I think he's one of those guys where I have the character fatigue. Like they just keep mm. trying to do more Batman stuff, and for some reason it it wore me down to where I'm like I just don't care about Batman anymore. But yeah. then stuff that it does work for me, it's like I could never get enough of uh, you know, Jason Voorhees or oh, yeah. of. Uh, of uh, Chewbacca or mm. fucking, uh, you know, Predator or something like that. So, and then there's a new Predator movie this year, right? It should be quite yeah. I'm interesting. excited to see that. I yeah. I don't even know who's actually in it. No one. But, oh well, that's even better. I feel like yeah. I, like uh, I saw the promo when we went and saw Deadpool two, and oh okay, it looked it looked <laughs> weirdly enough, it looked a bit like Predator meets ET, but. Okay. Uh, it, it looked kind of cool. So, yeah, I'm actually looking yeah, it, forward to that. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer, but I'll definitely go see that. Yeah. But the original Predator is, like, one of my favorite all-time movies. So yeah. that's, like, a, a growing-up childhood thing where 
I had it on a, a tape that I recorded off of HBO back <laughs> in the day and just would watch that thing until the tape was fucking warped and stretched out. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, see, my, my kids still get freaked out when I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, anytime, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Because that was so iconic. It was just such a, oh, that was a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny. I just made a reference of playing a tape until it was warped. Mm. And my, my son, who I said just turned 12, was like, why did it turn warped? Like, it, it made no sense to him. He had yeah. no concept of what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is, does the tape got warped even mean, Dad? I don't, those are like foreign words I've never heard. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> and I, I, I had to explain the, the mechanics of it, and he was like, oh, okay, I get it now. So. When we moved the last time, I found a box of cassettes that, uh, mm-hmm. and I, uh, when we moved, my, my, my daughter said, what's that? I said, oh, they like cassettes. She goes, well, how do they work? And I had to explain mm-hmm. the whole thing because uh, I, I I said, oh, hang on, I have to go get a pen and show you. And she's like, why do you need a pen? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you used mm-hmm. a pen to roll the paper. She just, yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was just, yeah, they were completely from experiences. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It is, it is amazing. Having said that, there's a lot to be said for electronic media. Gotta say, a lot. Oh, absolutely. Said, you know, I, uh, all of my. Well, yeah, I, I love. Yeah. I love the ability to just sit down and and have my choice of thousands of things to watch mm. at one little thing, mm. one well, little device. The fact you know that you can you know you can purchase you know your media however you choose to purchase it and then store it you know in a something that doesn't take up any real space. You know, mm-hmm. you can literally store thousands of titles on something as big as a book. Uh, is sure. to, you know fantastic. I mean, I, I'm firm believer in in purchasing your your media legally wherever possible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there are situations where you can't, and I'm not against that either. But I also sure. I will also take the physical media, literally crack the case, convert it to electronic media, put it back in the case, and put it in the cupboard, and never take out the physical media again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, you know, it's whatever makes it convenient. I I did that with my CDs at one point. I ripped mm. all of them onto a, a hard drive and then put them all in a box and i think i even got rid of a lot of them at some point so but but now you've got you know a vinyl revival people are actually you know, openly i went to i actually went to the, the blu-ray store the other day and there was a whole thing mm-hmm. full, of, full of vinyl i'm just going this is the most bizarre thing ever i mean i remember going to record stores sure and sure. it had been you know the coolest thing ever and it's just i've still got a milk crate because that's how you keep one um, <laughs> full, mm-hmm. full of my old vinyl. It's just oh, like, of course. you know, and I have to go, oh, I should really buy a record player now. And it's, I, I <laughs> went and looked at it and it's like, oh my God, I've actually got choice. Because it was a stage where you couldn't get a record player for love and money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Uh, it, I think there's, there's something nice about the nostalgia of having those things. And I think mm-hmm. that obviously has been talked about a lot about just in people's movie love of how you have a bit of a nostalgia brain for things and you remember the stuff fondly and you look back on it and you have the sort of rose-colored glasses where you show somebody today that's never seen things and you probably have the the opposite effect where there's something you didn't grow up with and you watch it now and you're like well this is kind of shit i don't know what the fuck the hype is all about you know yeah and that's happened to me about a lot of old horror movies that I didn't grow up with and then go back. Oh, man, this is amazing. you got to see this. And I'm like, I'm afraid to tell this person I don't like their movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, they go, oh, yeah, you have to say, you've got to watch it in, you know, the original Italian or Spanish or whatever else it is. And it's really good and it's poignant. And I go, uh, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah okay, look, I've got to be honest, it's a bit shit. 
and I've I've watched <laughs> I've watched some shit movies. I've watched right. some really really shit movies enough to go, uh, no, no, you got to <laughs> you, you draw the line at a certain point. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, but it, I think it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. what stage you are in your life. There's always there's always shit media. <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know whether whether it's super cheap. Or it's it's poorly made, or it's poorly written, or it's just not your thing. And mm-hmm. what I really like about uh, about horror fans is that it's it's okay that if you don't like a particular type of horror, you know, if if you're not yes. a, not a fan of slashes, then it's okay. If you're not a fan of paranormal, that's okay. Um, you know, yes. if, if because I think that's such a wide genre, you've got so many choices, and there, you know, there are people that really only like possession movies or ghost movies or you know creature features um and that's cool and you know it, it's a very sort of open and sort of welcoming type community i mean having said that you know i think if you turn and go yeah all the friday 13th series is a bit shit um you may get some resistance just you know throwing yeah, it out there absolutely um, absolutely yeah having said that i, well, I like it, i like jason x just for the record oh that's fine perfectly understandable I, I don't hate Jason X. It's, uh, it's, I'm a big Friday the 13th fan myself, so yeah. I have a lot of strong feelings about the series. Yeah. Just yeah. Jason in Spice is just awesome. Nice. It, it is. There is a lot of fun in that movie, for sure. Mm. Uh, what I thought would be kind of fun would be to just kind of talk about what some of the, I guess, favorite nostalgia-type movies that you might have or that you... Could uh, recommend, or you know, that both of us could kind of just whether it's action movies or horror movies that you you grew up and you're like, man, this was like the greatest thing, and I think still works kind of today for me. Well, see, I reckon for for movies that like that I saw and, and still work, like still uh, I still go, you know what, this is still an awesome movie. I could watch this almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we had said about like uh, Predator or something like that, where you're like, well, this was something that was awesome when I was a kid, and you still watch it now, and you're like, yeah, maybe there's some dodgy effects or whatever, but you understand it was 1987, and everything else is pretty fucking great. So yeah, see, for that, you've got to go to you got it the original Mad Max without a doubt, right? Mm, you know, ab- absolute low budget, but really just fucking pivotal movie. I mean, considering that that movie inspired the two guys that made the Saw movies is just fucking fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then coming out of that, um, look, I think the original Friday the 13th, uh, definitely, I could watch that anytime, happily. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, that's always a good one to show, like, people that are, that are new or, like, to kids. Uh, you know, like, I got to show that to my son and him... Just knowing, like, oh, Friday the Thirteenth means Jason and whatever, yeah. and then he's he's kind of like, wait, what the fuck? You know, so. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's literally what he said. Yeah, yeah, well, that probably sounds about right. Um, <laughs> on a pure nostalgia bend, I have a real soft spot for uh, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, which was a Hammer Shaw Brothers crossover. Um, okay, we covered it on OCD um, because. That's one of the joys of doing that show. We can watch whatever we want, um, right? <laughs> but yeah, that I can I can watch that virtually uh, anytime. And you know, then you see I can watch Shaw Brothers movies without without any stressing. I can you know, watch some dubs. I can watch some subs. You know, Flying Guillotine, One on Boxer, um, Five Deadly Venoms, Five Element Ninja. Mm-hmm. 
all that. I can watch that stuff because that, that's what I grew up watching. That and um, obviously Baby Count movies and show, and the Shogun movies. Um, okay. There were a lot of those around. Um, and that was mostly because um, Australia has a really big Asian culture in it. So we have a lot of Asian communities and lots of stuff. So a lot of that stuff came in quite, sure. quite sneakily, um, you know, in, mm-hmm. in suitcases and all that sort of stuff. So I watched a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, just trying to think in terms of terms of horror. What, um, what else? Uh, Sybil still scares the piss out of me. Um, okay. With Sally Field with multiple personalities. Yeah, yeah. Fucking scared the shit out of me. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I'm trying to see. I think what else I, that I would like, I would just fall back to. Is any more movies that I would fall back to just for you know a good laugh? Um, oh jeez. Um, pieces I love pieces yeah that's always it's kind of like the the one that everyone in horror knows and everyone outside of horror should see yeah that's exactly <laughs> it they should see it because again it's it doesn't take itself too seriously um and you know it's good for it's good for a bit of love. I mean I'd never really you know outside of a few of the the euro horror stuff I'd never really watched giallo um like knowingly watch giallo until mm-hmm. you know the last couple of years and you know things like um, bird with the crystal plumage and all that sort of stuff you know i've i have i right. found, found that i i can watch those and really really enjoy them blood and black lace i really love um yeah thoroughly enjoyed that uh, but yeah it's it's tough it, it has a lot to do with the, the kind of mood that i'm in um sometimes, sure, sure sometimes i'll just sit and watch cartoons oh yeah yeah well and i know you definitely said that uh, you had kind of this big affinity for like the 80s slasher and action genre mm. uh what uh which who would you say are the the maybe not necessarily the best movies but the the best like action stars or the people that you like the most because they might only have one or two movies that were great movies but there were the mm. people you really loved uh, say someone like john claude van damme i feel like had less amazing movies than just that he was a cool action star yeah so it's funny if you talk about the eighties, you, you can't. Get, Stallone in the eighties was fantastic, right? Rambo, mm-hmm. Rambo, Rambo two, Rambo three, just right. fucking. You find me a kid that was of any age during that period that you know sure. didn't have a you know the plastic Rambo knife or you know tied the headband and and did all that sort of stuff. So I, I'm a big fan of uh, Van Damme, and he's made some shite movies. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, I I will happily watch him. Like the the series that he did for Amazon, I want to say, um, John Claude Van Johnson. Okay. Um, that was it was one of those ones where you know they they get like a whole bunch of shows to run a pilot, and then yeah. people vote on. And that was one of the ones that actually got like it got one series, and it really was only worth one series. Um, right. Uh, but it was you know he's he's he knows that he's he's past his prime and. You know, he's still done a few. He does a, a movie every now and again, but you know, I actually enjoy him as he's sort of he's aged pretty well. He, mm-hmm. he, he, I think he accepts the fact that he's not what he used to be and doesn't pretend to be. I mean, a, a difference to like since Stallone, who still thinks that he's, you know, in his thirties and at his absolute prime, and he's in his seventies. Um, you know, sure. that's a bit a bit sad. See, Jason Stratham, there was a stage where he was in everything. And the Transporter mm-hmm. movies, him and the Transporter movies, outstanding. 
loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Him and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, outstanding. Loved it. Yes. And I, yeah. will, you know, again, that's a that's a fallback movie without too many calls. Right now, yeah, not so much. I mean, he did. Um, uh, from the and I covered one of them. The high voltage movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's It was made. Yeah, he's got an, made by the uh, same guy that made the mom and dad movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, fuck, I can't remember it either. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. Fuck him. But yeah, fuck Jackie Stockman. I mean, look, he is. He is <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. He's got. He oh, has, it's uh, Crank. Crank. Yes. Crank. That was Crank, it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Crank and. Crank but still, too. fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, he has got Meg coming out. <laughs> that looks alright. That looks alright. Meg looks alright. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I kind of want to see that in the uh, IMAX. I don't yes. know if, that, if it's gonna look cooler on a bigger screen. Oh, I hope good. so. I mean, you know, you still got you got the likes of Keanu. You had you know a stage where it, the Matrix movies. People mm-hmm. are heavily divided on Matrix movies. I love them. Just you know, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Step away from the the religious iconography and everything else. They're cool movies. Mm-hmm. They are fucking cool mm-hmm. movies, and I actually. I remember when the third one came out, I went to a marathon showing and showed all three movies back to back. And okay. I'm pretty sure I had brain damage by the time it was finished, but it was <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you know, and look, he's you know he's doing John Wick three now. Um, sure. And the John Wick movies are really cool. Yeah, I don't know how I still haven't seen either one of those. I, I've been wanting to see that. It's one of those like I, I know that I want to see it, and I never actively have gone to see it. Mm. So I'm gonna make that my mission now. I'm gonna see those fucking mm. movies because they're they're cool movies. You know, there's yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm sure I'm gonna love it. It's no brain cinema. Like you, know, you just go in and just accept that there's gonna be explosions and shooting, and everyone's gonna mm-hmm. die, and it's gonna be awesome. Sure. Yeah, yeah. A couple of quibs here and there. Yeah, it's right. It'll be it'll be great. Sweet. Everyone will love it. Um, mm-hmm. just trying to think who else. See, there was the stage. Look, Wesley Snipes as Blade. First two, yeah. fantastic. Third one, um, <laughs> uh, you know. And then you go things like Pacific Rim. Like I loved Pacific Rim. It was okay. You know, big robots, kaiju. What more could you ask for? And it was Guillermo del right. Toro, so it had the right feel. Mm-hmm. The second one, eh, not so much. I saw that just recently. It's great. Um, sure. But you know, I had Idris Elba. Idris Elba is really good, good actor. Um, uh-huh. Hasn't done a lot of action yeah, stuff, yeah. but he's he's a good actor. Um, Bruce Willis, bit of yes, bit of no. Um, right. You know, Die Hard one, Die Hard two. Yeah, okay. After that, not so much. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, you have kind of those uh, those fringe guys like uh, like Mel Gibson, where mm. he was kind of an action movie guy but it was more just like a super cop kind of thing yeah or yeah a tough guy like that and he never really was like a over-the-top action star yeah he wasn't like a big flex action star right right you know and then see you know then you've obviously got jackie chance who, who made you know ridiculous movie like amount of movies jet lee mm-hmm. exactly the same different movies though like you know they weren't big strong guy type movies Dolph Lundgren you know made his share of them Dolph Lundgren's all right I don't think he's done much recently sure. He's alright. Well, then you have the uh, the greatest action hero in horror, which is Kurt Russell. Oh, <laughs> Kurt Russell. <laughs> See, I, I remember growing up and seeing Kurt Russell in the cinema, and I think he was in um, the computer wore tennis shoes, and it was like a, a school holiday matinee. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think back and go, but, but now, now he's Jack Burton. 
<laughs> now he's, uh-huh. you know, he's RJ McCready, and it just no, he was the computer that wore tennis shoes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, um, yeah, look, Finn Diesel again. Finn Diesel did uh, a lot of stuff that was kind of cool. The, the, sure. the Riddick movies were good. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, I always it fits my era too that Arnold was kind of my guy mm. growing up. But I also love John Claude Van Damme because he was the martial arts guy. It was like mm. the action movie guy that also knew how to do the cool kicks and punches and shit. So uh, he could do the splits. That, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was definitely my guy. Was, yeah, I mean Arnold. I said, there's how many Arnold movies? He was good until he started making things like um, uh, probably Twins and, and things like that. Then I went, yeah, not so much Arnold. How dare you? I love <laughs> Twins. <laughs> It's not that I did. Not that I dislike twins. I just go. No, I'm just it was just, it was just such a ridiculous step away from everything oh, yeah. he'd done. And I mean, you know, obviously he was trying to diversify and you know. Well, yeah, he was doing the like the neo action comedy yeah. thing, which was kind of the next iteration. It's always like stuff goes from serious and awesome to like the comedy version, mm. like in the late '80s with horror. All the slashers kind of became more comedic and mm. over the top, and then it started to really go downhill. And everyone was like, "Well, enough of this nonsense." Yeah, yeah. I think I think you've so. had your turn. You need to be quiet now. We'll just, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> so. we'll make some other stuff for a little while. So yeah, when he goes the the neo action comedy stuff, and then you know later we get into the the last action hero and the jingle all the way, which again great comedy movies, yeah. but such a step away from fucking Terminator and Running Man and just this badass that was murdering people left, right, and center. Well, you know, so. even, you know, Raw Deal, Sudden Impact, all that sort of stuff that was, mm-hmm. you know... Th- right, right. These were the core of, of what he made. And yeah, look, it, yeah. it was the same movie, but you know what? It was awesome. Oh, yeah, it was. It was shootings and explosions. What more could you ask? Yeah, uh, I was a huge fan of his, for sure. Mm. But that was, you know, again, that was the right era for me. And in the in the '80s, I was, you know, in, from one to ten, basically, were the '80s for me. So, yeah. Well, see, they were my teen years. They were the formative years of my life, where you know sure. the movies that I watched stuck with me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think what they say, they they reckon if you look at the movies that were made in the year you t- or were released in the year you turned sixteen. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll find that predominantly that that type of movie or those movies are by and large your favorite as you go into adulthood well when, holy shit mine would probably be terrible because that would be like 1996 so well i guess it wasn't that when scream came out so yeah. i got at least yeah. at least that so there's a, there's a couple of good <laughs> yeah but, i mean look, the thing is like when i turned 16 i mean i think you talk about stuff like <laughs> like 16 candles and all sort of shit <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there were some good you don't ones. I love 16 candles. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. I've seen it more than <laughs> more than once. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rush out to, to, uh, to watch 16 candles. I I, no, no. Uh, I, I Other John Hughes movies are better, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, John Hughes is all over the place. And, you know, Molly Ringwald, the original redhead. So, you mm-hmm. know, you can't go with me. Um, <laughs> That, that's a story for absolutely a different day um so yeah yeah we'll yeah. we'll uh, get back together and do the john hughes breakdown oh, yeah that that that'll dig up some emotion <laughs> no two ways about it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh no i think 
the, you know, there's obviously we both have kind of similar influences, but I think the the difference of even just 10 years apart and living halfway across the world from each other, because uh, I've always lived in kind of the same spot too, around Buffalo, Niagara Falls, mm. and, and that general area. So, uh, but it's you know, the the influence is universal of things that are awesome. Yeah, awesome is awesome like regardless of where you're from. I mean, I, exactly. I suppose the difference was. For me, um, you know, I was a teen when video stores came about. Right. So, so it was a big deal, whereas, you know, I, I mean, for you, it was almost, you know, you, you'd never had anything different. Um, yeah, we grew up with the, the rental store for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I, I remember when, like, the, there was actually uh, a video store that actually came to the suburb where I lived, and it was just, like the single fucking greatest thing in the world. And it, mm-hmm. it was a dodgy little mum and dad store um that got stuff yeah, yeah you know got stuff from those were the best oh well you know and it was look it was run by a very nice um chinese couple and i'm pretty sure a lot of the stuff came across in somebody's suitcase um mm-hmm. <laughs> because quite often there were you know it wasn't always in english um it quite often had a cover that wasn't the same as the cover when you you know you'd seen it in the newspaper from when it was you know at the actual at the cinemas um, sure. But, you know, you watched it because it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. No, it's great. It is cool. I just, uh, I, I looked up what the top movies from 1996 are. Mm. And I, I take that back now. There was some pretty awesome stuff. We had Independence Day, Scream, okay. uh, Twister, Train Spotting, uh, Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam. The, Pe- the People versus Larry Flint. Uh, we had The Craft. We had uh, Kingpin. That was a good uh, comedy movie. The Nutty Professor, Happy Gilmore. Okay. A lot of comedy, so I guess that means I'm supposed to be funny, but I'm, I'm not really. Yeah. See. Beavis and Butthead do America. Oh. Uh, see. T- Eraser. Uh, oh, nice. Eraser. See, Eraser was good. Eraser yeah, was Eraser good. is good. So, the top movies for 1985, when I was 16, was Back to the Future, Breakfast Club, oh, not bad. The Goonies, nice. Rambo, First Blood Part 2, okay. uh, Commando, Nice. Weird Science, Fright Night, Ma- nice. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, what else? Teen Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Return of the Living Dead. That's an awesome one. Oh, good. And, pa- yes. and Pale Rider, which I remember going to the cinema to see. Uh, what else we got? There's heaps in It's here. funny. Commando comes up on my show all the time. Yeah. It's like the fifth or sixth time it's come up in like 20-something episodes. I hate to let him go. <laughs> um, and of course, not, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, it, it's one of those things for Excellent. for those of you playing at home. Feel free to look up the turn sixteen. That will help you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fun little experiment. Mm. I like that. Uh, cool. So before we wrap up here, why don't you let everybody know where to find your show and whatever other types of things you might have going on, and let us know how to keep up with the witch. This is okay. So um, you can find my show and uh, Witch versus the Doomsday Clock, as well as the obsessive cinema discourse on the legion podcast feed at www.legionpodcasts.com uh i'm on the facebook the twitter the instagrams as the witch so if you search for t-h-e-w-y-c-h i will turn up i will be there putting out random stuff there is also a group on facebook if you just search for the witch you will find the witch versus the doomsday clock group um, come along, join in. I post all sorts of movie news and random stuff that I like, like 
at the moment. There's been a lot of uh, weird movie posters posting up and all that sort of stuff, so that's all a bit of fun. And OCD also has its own group as Obsessive Cinema Discourse, and that is myself, Court Psyops from Cinema Psyops, and Boz from Little Podcast on <laughs> Little Podcast of Horrors. I think we yeah, that's it. That's okay. LPOH. Yeah, LPOH. Little podcast yes. Horrors. Yes. Um, and we get together monthly-ish, and we basically get a movie that uh, one of us knows very, very well, and the other two get to watch it, and then we pull it apart with an obsessive uh, level to talk about detail, and we have fun. It's, it's good, but it, it's more of an occasional thing. So that's pretty much uh, all about me, as I don't do much else, but I am on all those social media, so hit me <laughs> up. Because uh, apparently it's good to do social media and, and be, be a good human. My movie, my movie, <laughs> my show mm-hmm. is um, 15 to 20 minutes. It's it's a breakcast. It's easy to do. You do where you have a smoke or taking a dump, whatever it is. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's light entertainment. It's good for laughs. So by all means, get on board. And I would love for people to listen after listening to this awesome show. Yeah, I have always uh, have always kind of loved your show from when I first found my way into legion and started checking out the other shows and i was always a fan of yours and that's why i've kind of tried to you know promote you a little bit here and there when i can and help out if i get the opportunity to so it was nice to have you come on and just sort of talk outside of your normal uh, time loop space (laughs) continuum defying gravity Mm. and uh and all of their physics and hopefully we make it to the uh, the future and it's not an entire junk heap and we're all living in bunkers well look if it, but, if it is at least some of us are prepared yeah but i i do appreciate the time that uh you, you took out here i know just in, in terms of reality we actually have to do a little bit of time traveling since we live 13 hours apart so it's hard to line up a section of the day where we're both functioning and, <laughs> and not having to deal with responsibilities mm. so <laughs> no it's a pleasure mate I, but, I had a great time and thank you for taking the time out like i said i i love the stuff that yeah, you do yeah. and the, the the interviews have been fantastic um oh, I'm so massively much. jealous of the interviews that you've been able to do so <laughs> keep that up for sure oh thank you very much we appreciate it and uh you know anyone that's that's listening to this you will have already heard me plug my stuff in the intro which is recorded separately so i will say goodbye Death is another place, another time.